Everything about the concept of a social network and the incredible potential and beauty of Noster as a protocol is in controlling your experience, what content you see, and how you see it. This is literally the entire point of having follows, followers, and reposts in the first place. It's at the core of the very notion of what social media is. The best in Bitcoin made audible. I am Guy Swan, and this is Bitcoin Audible. What is up, guys? Welcome back to Bitcoin Audible. I'm Guy Swan, the guy who has read more about Bitcoin than anybody else you know. And we have got a read today from uh, this guy named Guy Swan. Uh, this was supposed to be a... I've actually paused because I've been working on a lot of notes for the second in the FUD series of Guy's Takes. And... Um, uh, and I've got a lot of notes. Uh, I might even have to break this up into two episodes, but it's just about deflation, the about price deflation, credit deflation, like does inflation boost the economy, uh, like all of this stuff, because I, I think this not only is the entire architecture of the propaganda about inflation versus deflation, a total and complete lie. It is literally perfectly opposite of the way it genuinely is. And we actually have concrete examples of both occurring right in front of our eyes all the time. Like, it could not be more clearly and perfectly the opposite. At least in my view, it seems so blatant. So anyway, that's what we're doing with the guy's take. But in the midst of it, somehow I just, something recurred, some, something, a, po a thought popped into my head that I wanted to uh, post out on a note on Noster. And uh, I started scribbling it out and then it turned into a couple of paragraphs and then it quickly turned into a full on article. And then I just I had to dump it. I had, I had to get it all out of my head. And so I was like, all right, well, crap. Now this is going to be today's episode. And what this is about, what today's episode is about is the idea of social media algorithms, because there's been a couple of little occurrences that have led me to realize that I think we're thinking incorrectly about, about the idea of what a social media algorithm is. And we have this just kind of general algorithm evil thing in our heads because of where we came from. And I, I just wanted to address that because I think there's just kind of a fundamental understanding that there's, that there's something special or unique about a social media algorithm or something that is inherently evil. And it seems like everybody just, every time there, there seems to be some apparent reemergence of this, there's just like incredible amounts of backlash. And, and I think it's important to hit the nuance of what is and isn't of this concept and what is good and what is bad. So that's what the uh, short note turned into paragraphs, turned into a very long article is about that we are about to get into. Real quick, I just want to thank our amazing sponsors, Nodeless.io, the uh, easiest and best way to plug in Bitcoin payments into your online life. 
And I also noticed that a number of you already set up fundraisers. So that offer is still on the table. I was thinking of doing it for like 100 people, but I think only like four people have taken me up on the offer. I will donate 10,000 sats if you just go to nodeless.io slash guy or bitcoinaudible.com slash nodeless. The, the link is right there in the show notes. Um, and you go set up an account on nodeless, which I mean, just you punch it in an email and then make a fundraiser account. Like make a, make a okay, I want to earn some sats donation page and i'll donate ten thousand sats i'll give you ten thousand sats for checking it out for exploring a new and really valuable tool so hit me up the show is also brought to you by CoinKite, the makers of the cold card hardware wallet and the fold card that'll get you sats back on everything in your life check them all out right there in the show notes with that let's get into today's article and it's titled Evils of the Algorithm by Guy Swan. I feel like a lot of people have an inherent problem with this vague concept of the algorithm, which henceforth will receive the all caps and scary quote treatment, and their Noster feed that is entirely misplaced from the real problem of centralized social media. So I thought it would be good to address it directly. First, quote, the algorithm is just a set of rules that determines how you see your feed. There is no necromancy or joining of the dark side involved, and it has nothing to do with whether the algorithm is good or bad. The very idea of, quote, not having an algorithm just means that you want the algorithm to list the posts of who you follow in chronological order. It in no way means that you are algorithm-free. It just means that the rules of your feed are take only the posts from the people I follow and order them chronologically. And that's basically it. Everything about the concept of a social network and the incredible potential and beauty of Noster as a protocol is in controlling your experience, what content you see, and how you see it. This is literally the entire point of having follows, followers, and reposts in the first place. It's at the core of the very notion of what social media is. This is literally an algorithm in the same way as prioritizing new posts over old would be, or limiting those who post more, or amplifying those who post less in your feed. They are exactly the same kind of rules. They are different only in specificity. So what's the problem with the algorithm, then? It's nothing to do with some vague notion of an unnatural feed or whatever it might seem like, since we seem to have developed this distaste for the very concept. The problem is purely when someone else has been specifically manipulating your feed against your desires and best interests. It's the same issue as censorship. My blocking a dickhead who won't shut up about their shitcoin, or who squeals at me under every single post with demands to read some communist propaganda on my podcast, is not censorship. It's me choosing who I interact with. Censorship is when an external participant, someone not involved in the conversation at all, decides that I should not see some idea or should not communicate with some person despite my explicit desire to do so, and is able to remove my access from it without my permission. The same goes for the algorithm. It's not a problem if I'm controlling it for my own feed. This is a basic and fundamental tool of digital filtering that absolutely must be embraced, not feared or run away from, because it'll make a huge difference in the user experience. It's simply that someone else shouldn't be controlling it 
to be at odds with the content and experience that the user specifically wants and is trying to create. Only then is it a very bad algorithm and a dangerous relationship. The problem with all of these things has nothing to do with what they actually are. It's about who has control. The user is always supposed to be in control of who they follow, the content and ideas that they want to see, and the people they want to associate with. Only then is it a truly free market and open space, guided and created by its users. The problem has always been about central points of control, forcing information asymmetries that aren't even real, censoring ideas that are beneficial to you and inconvenient to them. I always like to try to analogize these sorts of things to the IRL world to understand what makes them bad and why a good one is actually incredibly important. In the real world, if you go to a party and decide to converse with your friend while ignoring all the others in the room, you are weighing their interaction higher than the others at the party. If you decide to play a game of beer pong with your friend, you are creating a very specific set of rules by which your interactions will now fall into. Not because you enjoy the evils of the algorithm, but because you want to get drunk and have a lot of fun. Censorship would be if some external government or other party was able to mute your conversation from thousands of miles away while you were standing in front of your friend talking to them. They interrupted your conversation and shut off your communication channel despite both of you explicitly agreeing to the interaction. Or maybe you were having a conversation with your friend, and the second they began telling you about how your mutual acquaintance was in the hospital with myocarditis, your friend suddenly vanishes from the party, and a person that you don't even know immediately walks up to explain to you how safe and effective all Pfizer products are. An in-real-life evil algorithm would be this external institution or person making a particular group at the party invisible to you without your knowledge. It would be forcing a beer pong table in front of you no matter where you went or what else you wanted to do, constantly enticing you to get drunk and play a game you were doing everything to avoid, even adding arbitrary obstacles to all of the other activities and dropping NLP messaging of drink up and solo cup into all of your conversations without your knowledge. As crazy as it sounds, this is essentially the norm of our online experience. This is how our online environment has evolved. So it makes sense that when we broke free of that, we would have a horrible taste in our mouths for the very idea of the algorithm. It certainly isn't irrational despite being misplaced. Being part of the digital world is a weird thing when comparing it to real life. There's never a situation in meat space where one has to filter how they will talk to a million people all at once. The very notion is comically absurd. But this is a consideration in the digital world. It's like being dropped into a seemingly unlimited ocean of content and people, which is to the individual genuinely infinite, as more content and interactions are being added to it by the minute so fast that it would take a lifetime to even manually sort through it all. Blocking, filtering, information rules, value weights, and yes, the algorithm aren't things that are nice to have. These things are critical, inescapable tools for navigating the endless ocean of the digital world. These are not things to be afraid of or label broadly as evil and avoid it at all costs. To the contrary, these are the basic pieces of the puzzle that I think we need to understand in building our environments. We need to put them in the hands of the user so we can do incredible things with them. The one core concern is quite simple. How do we enable the user to set the rules and not a third party? In my opinion, this is all that distinguishes the ultimately good from the bad. We must remember not to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Creating the algorithm is not accepting an invitation from Darth Vader to join the dark side. 
It's just a means of curating your feed so you get the best experience you can, and you can find the content, the ideas, and the community that you came to Noster looking for. When we realize the importance of custom controls and modes of interaction, then we realize what all of these clients really are. Every one of them is just a different algorithm that the user can select from. One that shows only images, one that filters everything but a certain community or topic, one that organizes based on most zapped or by the number of likes specifically from those in your network, and on and on. The potential of Noster isn't an algorithm-free experience. It's in an ecosystem with an unlimited number of experiences to choose from so that each person can either choose or build the community that they want in a global square with no rulers. An important step to get to the future we want is to understand with specificity and nuance the exact sources of the problems we are trying to fix, rather than painting broad strokes and just carrying around a bunch of baggage about a tool we should be using for ourselves. The promise of Noster and Bitcoin and so many other tools we are building on and embracing is to create at the communication layer a foundation of freedom that can be accessed by every single user no matter where they are in the world. So in short, there is no such thing as the algorithm. The problem has always been about who has control over your digital world. Is it you or is it someone else? In the fight to prevent that control from finding its way back into the hands of someone else, it would be foolish to let our PTSD over the past have us avoid the very tools that would let us build a future specifically tuned to give us the very value and autonomy that we all seek. This episode is brought to you by Nodeless. So I'm sure you know that many of the fundraiser and you know charity and crowdfunding websites typically charge like 8% sometimes. Uh, the better ones, specifically some of the ones in Bitcoin, will charge like 2%. But did you know that on Nodeless, you can just set up your own in literally just a few clicks and you can receive Bitcoin and Lightning, no KYC, and the funds will be sent directly to you for just a base 1%. And that's on top of being able to do paywalls, from being able to plug this into a WooCommerce store, to send out invoices, to get a Lightning address and to have access to custom webhooks and an incredibly powerful API. And none of this has a subscription, nothing. You can just go do it and start playing around with it. And like I said, the first 100 people will get 10,000 sats from me if they just go set up a donation page and send me the link. That's a really easy way to get 10,000 sats. I'm just saying. Go to bitcoinaudible.com slash nodeless. Make sure you're using my link so that they know that I'm the one that told you about their great service. So I couldn't quite decide in what kind of got me going down the rabbit hole of this post uh, was just that I couldn't quite decide if this was a big issue. Like, like if a lot of people were having this like framing that I thought was odd um, or if it was kind of generally accepted, there was just a lot more pushback than I expected or a lot of more people. And maybe there was like some of it was just like in joking. But I think the the easiest way to understand the idea of an algorithm from the context of like a social media or a Noster feed is that it's just a way to organize it. It's just a way to organize it. And one of the most important things that we can do is come up with really great ways to organize content and information from our social graph. Like that, that's kind of the whole point of everything that we do on the internet is how do we organize this massive endless 
like just avalanche of shit so that we can get value out of it. And so maybe this isn't what's happening, but I don't want us to have a bad framing that can actually get in our own way. You know, that, that sort of thing happens a lot. And I think, you know, like there's, there's even an argument for uh, Bitcoiners general uh, overactive immune system when it comes to soft forks and stuff, which absolutely includes myself. Like I definitely have this sort of PTSD around the idea of making fundamental changes to, to any changes to the base layer, even if they do seem, you know, rather innocuous or obviously some rather loud potential benefit and just the kind of hand wavy, but there are no downsides. You know, it just, it, skepticism is incredibly healthy, but it can also really get in the way sometimes. Uh, and it can also morph the conversation or direct the conversation in a way that's not very useful. It's easy to get caught up in detractions or certain arguments against something just because they sound really good, but just aren't true in the way that they're portrayed. Like I had this problem myself with CTV when there was all that stink is I just had a bunch of things that I were certain were kind of fundamental pieces of it that just didn't work quite the way that I thought they worked. And it made a huge difference in how I understood the opcode and what its trade-offs were. But anyway, I just wanted to address it because I think it feels like there is this group or this, this loose mentality of like not messing with the quote natural feed. Now, obviously we don't want um, relays doing this without our knowledge, but we certainly want the user. Like I certainly want to organize. Like there's a lot of things about how my feed lays out that I'm like, I wish I could prioritize this. I wish I could downgrade this a little bit. And I would love to just kind of have like this granular control. And maybe it even makes sense to have something like that in like a, uh, just in the settings thing. You know how uh, in, on Twitter, I'll, I'll use this as an example. You know how on Twitter you can hit the little dots and then you can say, on an ad you can say uh this ad is not relevant to me um like you could just have a wait you could have like a put it in front of me wait or something like that where it's just a the likelihood it's just a probability of this type of content or this user or something uh uh it's a it's a probability of it showing up in the feed at any one particular time so essentially i could select a user and change just kind of like downvote or upvote the weight of how frequently I want to see either this user or even content type. Content type would be a lot harder as a challenge, but with data vending machines and the ability to use like AI and potentially having like AI vector models, which will categorize and basically would be able to read or analyze and actually come up with some traits of the imagery. Um, and that would be fascinating is you could maybe have an, maybe pay a subscription or ongoing sats for the service, or maybe just putting up, offering up a bid for a service of analyzing and marking categories or whatever of your images and videos and posts. Is this a positive post? Is, it, is this a negative post? And then as you just kind of do a up and down on any individual thing to kind of like boost it, it 
boost those characteristics of that of that post but anyway that's just kind of an example of like how this can be utilized as a service how this could be treated like a marketplace for organizing and filtering content on a <clears throat> excuse me on a global social graph and just like i said in the piece too is that this is really what clients are right is that i mean primal's kind of famous as being the one that you know did trending and most zapped and networks and plus networks like that's kind of like their thing is they do have these uh, means of organization or weights for everyone's feed but it would also be really interesting because you could te technically give constant feedback about your experience that could just slowly shift it over time towards what you are trying to get out of the network or the platform or whatever and understand this sort of thing too is exact it's one of the most important tools for spam prevention and with bots getting aggressively bad in essentially the the age of ai and expected to get much much worse and much harder to distinguish um having very strict weights and balances for that sort of thing are going to be important now obviously there's the simple how close are they in your social graph but it's hard you don't you don't always get a great social graph with follows or followers and particularly with people that you follow you know bots usually don't end up there but it does happen and it actually i think it's kind of prone to be a little bit worse on noster because i'm i feel highly prior or i feel highly encouraged to follow a lot of people on noster which is great like i want like the network but i i usually treat my follow list really carefully because I want to make sure that I'm not getting a bunch of bots or a bunch of just kind of like dumb accounts. But at the same time, the global feed on Noster is a little odd. It's a, it's, it's a lot to take in. So you kind of need your follows in order to find the content. Like you're not likely to find stuff that you're looking for with this global feed because the global feed is literally like the mempool. Like it's just it's this open market of insanity it almost oh man that would be interesting the global feed that could be something a, a place where relays could really shine is how do they filter the global feed by default of course now that's still sort of just a client side thing whatever at this point i'm just this is just a really long-winded way of saying that we need to be thinking about whatever waiting systems that a huge network like twitter has created and uses like how they use it because there's probably some really useful ideas there and we should not be afraid of it like we're rebuilding twitter because the problem isn't the waiting tool or the organizational system or constantly adapting our experience to you know to altering it based on how we engage with it or uh constant feedback from us the problem is having a single centralized server doing it to us rather than us doing it so anyway um uh, that is all i have got today and i've got a ton of stuff i've been working on a couple of episodes at the same time that i was uh putting this one together so i'm going to go ahead and get back to it and get another chunk of lynn alden's book broken money done of that audiobook constant progress is being made so stay tuned
And don't forget that I will shoot you 10,000 sats if you set up your bitcoinaudible.com slash nodeless donation page. Literally takes a quick sign up and a couple of clicks. Then of course, grab your fold card, get your sats back on all of your fiat purchases, and uh, then take all of those precious sats, the ones that I send you and the one you get from your fold card, and just actually for free for signing up, and send it safely to your cold card. Because those are some of the guy's favorite products and services in Bitcoin, and they were lovely enough to sponsor this show. With that, my impub is also in the show notes, and a link to the article or the, the Noster post, if you want, uh, should be there as well. And I will see you all in the notes on Noster, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Bitcoin Audible. I am Guy Swan, and until next time, everybody, take it easy, guys. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Oscar Wilde.